Chain Chungus Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ryan and Amar. Ryan, you should be extra prepared for this question. How have you been doing lately? I've been doing fantastic. Thanks for asking, Anthony. I'm excited about the new logo we're going to put up for the show. I mean, it took us forever, forever ever to find a person uh that we could do a logo logo with we even offered cash to to random people and they have rejected us nobody seem nobody wants to work anymore anthony i that's thought, true i thought artists uh were broke and uh you know need money apparently i i was misled but uh, we found one artist that would accept anything for money i mean we would do it for free and it was a chat ai so Yes, and we're we're experiencing very, let's say, tense negotiations on uh, yes. which which <laughs> yes. logo to pick. You know, almost no. like we're negotiating. All right, who's gonna you know get the best parts of the Middle East when we slice you it up? Are, for the you, you mean great we're empires. splitting up your crane? We're splitting up your crane yeah. amongst oh, uh, yes. amongst NATO and the Russians. Uh, who's gonna take what? You know, when it comes to these talks. And I'm saying, I, I'm sorry, I can just cannot allow you to cross the Dnieper River. And you're really emphasizing the need for, you know, a little both the sides of the river action. And uh, I just can't allow it, you know, it's the defensive barrier. And that's why we have to go with my preferred solution I am- rather than yours. I am excited for the new, I am excited for the new logo. I think, I think we've come into a good compromise. All parties have agreed. I think our lawyers are now going to just, you know, draft the paperwork. And I think we have a binding arbitration going to come and mediation scheduled, you know, five years. So I think we're going to be fine. We we did realize, you know, if you're wondering why we missed releasing, uh, we didn't release an episode in a couple of weeks. uh, That's because me and Ryan were suing each other, actually. Yes. uh, We were actually fighting out in the courtroom and... uh, you know, there was a little bit of tit for tat, a little, you know, harmful, harmful, you know, some would say racially motivated slurs against Italian Americans were said, but let's not rehash. Let's not, let's not, re- let's not rehash that. Let's not rehash I believe you that. called me a meatball or something. I, I don't know. I do not recall. I do not A very recall. harmful. I said, I said meatball like, meatball like, that's not, you know, calling mm. you meatball specifically. Did okay. you guys see? Yeah. I know what I'm pissed off about, Anthony Namar. I'm pissed off about egg prices. Have you seen how fucking expensive eggs are nowadays? <laughs> yes, and it's so funny because the this is the the description of the problem is essentially what we were told is it was one inflation and two there was avian flu and they had to kill a bunch of chickens and that's why the prices were so high. And then there were a lot of articles coming out. Oh, man, these egg prices are insane. And then suddenly, uh, after the report that one of the largest egg uh, manu- uh, uh, producers uh, experienced uh, record profits, um, their profits was something like uh, 518% more than the prior For quarter. fucking eggs. And then they lo- had begun lowering the prices. So it seems like it was not inflation or the avian flu. It seems like they were also increasing themselves, getting themselves a nice, healthy, you know, fat profit margin. I mean, you mean uh, the chickens got COVID. That's what you're trying to say. And the farmers refused to vaccinate them. So now they're all now we lost a bunch of chickens. No, no, it's different, actually. It's the chickens. The farmers wanted to vaccinate the chickens. It's just that the chickens are very, you know, they're caught up in this weird QAnon conspiracy, you know, (laughs) thing. The chickens had really strongly held beliefs. They were refused to get vaccinated. The chickens, believe it or not, the chickens, you'll find outside the Trump indictment in New York City, there was, (laughs) you might be surprised to see that there were quite a few chickens protesting, you know, in support of Donald Trump. Trump. Trump polls very well with the, with uh, the chicken and yes. rooster population. Yeah, he does but look believe good. it or not, yeah, you know, sense. you would never think, but you know, they have like a kinship with him. You know, his little poof kind of reminds yes, them I guess of he their, is. their father. And he he's is got the kind snortle. Of, uh... the, do you know the snortle? <laughs> yeah, yes, or something like, or yes. whatever the yeah, thing he, under he, their the turkey jowl. 
Yeah, yeah the jowl. Or the jibble or, or oh, whatever. It's called like a snoodle, or the snoodle is the thing that hangs on their nose. Yeah, well, he is a, a cocktail from the European variety. He's one species of that, I mean, I'm sure. So I could see why. But, you know, it really sucks. You know, it's also interesting, just a little side uh, talk before we get into the more serious shit. Don't worry, audience. Your favorite podcast has not changed to a chicken and eggs podcast. But talking about chickens, you know what I did? I bought a chicken from, like, a, a like, uh, how can I put this? A, a non-supermarket place, like an ethnic shop. And I'll tell you something about that chicken. That was the biggest fucking chicken I've ever seen in my life. I mean, those chicken breasts, they were massive. I swear to God, it's like they crossbred a fucking chicken with a turkey. I was just so surprised by the amount of yield I got from the chicken. I don't know if that's interesting to anybody, but it's very interesting to me. Did you? Don't you think about that? I've been eating. I, I the chicken breast was so big. I've had four meals from one single chicken breast. That's you're a describing fucking massive. It. You're describing it as if you slaughtered, like, like the way you're talking about it, I wasn't sure if you bought a live chicken and slaughtered no. the chicken yourself or something like but that. come on, man. I mean, you think our grandparents had chicken this fucking big? I mean, you think our grandparents had chicken breast that could feed a family for five days off? I mean, this is, what's going on with the chickens? Why are they so big? The chicken big? titties are too big. Yeah. They're huge. I don't get it, man. I mean, you, I, I usually get my chicken from like Whole Foods or some health crap place. And, you know, they're basically tiny, but the GMO chickens are like a fucking baby T-Rex. I'm, I'm, what did we do to the chickens? Why are they so big? What happened to the I chickens? I know. These, chick- these chickens are thick, but I uh, it boys. sucks, though, because the big chicken breasts, you know, I'm a big fan of chi- big chi- you know, chicken titties as much as the next guy, but <laughs> it, it, uh, it doesn't taste as good. That's kind of the issue is oh. um, if you get smaller chicken breasts versus the bigger chicken de- breasts, they taste that's better? what it's a little frustrating is, yeah, they've been, uh, you know, genetically modifying and breeding these chickens to keep getting bigger and bigger breasts and more They're meat, huge. but the, the taste and the texture does change and the taste doesn't taste as good when it's much larger Uh, you just look out for it so that's what kind of sucks that they're going to keep trying making them bigger and bigger and bigger but at a certain point the food's not going to taste as good as it used to be i mean you just just think when you were a kid we didn't have chicken this big i mean i know i'm still on chicken but grapes too blueberries holy shit they're huge yeah and they taste amazing like what the fuck you you think he told any of our grandpas that chickens would be this big one day they would have been you know it's like you've ever seen that meme about how big chickens got over time you know, in the past, KFC chicken wings are like tiny, and now they're massive. Just saying. No wonder yeah, why the salmon are going extinct. If you, uh, if you, I, you see, I disagree. Like they, uh, like if you have strawberries, for example, strawberries, smaller strawberries taste so much better better than big strawberries. You're really like, into the smaller is better. No, it really, it is. It's this a real is, thing. This Expe- you tell especially you try to date. Uh, yeah, I say, honey, don't worry. Uh, you know, I, I actually like the small ones. I don't know. It, it actually works better opposite. That works better when you're talking to a man that, oh, honey, the small one, the big ones hurt me. <laughs> but, yeah, but, <laughs> but I feel like it should be the opposite. Just, if it's I so have, big, man. I'm so confused. I mean, I haven't bought a GMO chicken ever. I didn't know there was this fucking big. Holy shit! I don't know. I think all European listeners, all our European listeners, do not know how big our chickens are in the states. You know, I just read another article. Our salmon's are basically going extinct. You know, do you know why? Because of the chickens. Okay, (laughs) the chickens are eating the salmon. The chickens are too. Or are they hunting them? Imagine if imagine if chickens are going into the ocean hunting salmon and they're an apex predator and they're fucking shit out. (laughs) These thick. Instagram influencer-sized chickens are overfishing our salmon. So we, that's that's why it's good we're killing the chickens and eating them. I'm just saying, the modern world is a crazy place. I'm just You have to really think about how much shit has changed. And we were talking about this the other day. How much a lot yeah. of the developing, you know, how, how different the world is since we've been alive. You know, we've only been around for 20 years, uh, you know. I remember uh, the world before the internet. And we're the last generation that's going to remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the fucking well, dial-up. 
the thing that makes me upset yeah. is I just remember being a little kid and growing up. And when I was like six years old, uh, you know, I'd be with my mom and like as the sun was setting, all the dragonflies in my neighborhood would all rise up and there was hundreds of thousands of them. And it was so it's beautiful. beautiful. It was like watching, you know, like an anime or and I would remember I would run around and try catching them. And I remember every year they'd be slightly less, slightly less. And now when I go back home, I don't see any dragon uh uh, uh, fireflies i mean i don't see any fireflies at all i haven't seen a single one for the past couple of years and it was really beautiful oh Oh, that reminds me i have to ask you a serious question for both you and amar okay uh do you guys wash your chickens before you cook them uh amar let's go for us with you uh no but i like to brine them with like lemon and Okay, that's fine. What about you? What about, what about so you? So, I don't wash my chickens. The only time I'll ever wash them is if they're really sitting in a lot of, like, that syrupy goop or what, you know. Yeah, what, what the like fuck if is too, that? If there's too much, then I do kind of, like, shake them a little bit. I don't know if I necessarily wash them, out. though. I, uh, like, pat them dry, maybe. So, I guess I don't wash them. Well, pa- pa- I think, I think I mean, patting dry is fine. I pat dry steak, too, uh... You know, it actually makes... So, like, when you buy a steak, you're supposed to pat it dry before you salt it. You're not supposed to keep it wet with whatever the fuck they put... The preservatives they put in the packaging. I'm assuming that's what that is. You know. Hmm. You're supposed to pat dry salmon, too. It actually helps with the moisture rate. It removes the moisture from the meat. I always thought you had to pat dry steaks because it helps you get a better sear, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's what you're doing. You're trying to remove the water... And then that's why you're salting it, too. You're supposed to be using kosher salt. And I feel like every single douchebag guy knows how to cook steak. That's, like, the only thing we all know how to do. But anything beyond steak, you know, we have no no idea how to cook. Uh, speak for yourself. I'm a fucking master You're a very good here. <laughs> I've been cooking since no, I was No, you are. You kid. are. Amar. I, Amar, I too. Amar's I mean. a great cook. Yeah. I love we both are. Yeah, you both Thank are you. really good Thank cooks. I yeah, am. I've been... I've seen your. Um, I've seen Amar, your let's open up a restaurant together. I'll make Italian food. You can make whatever your culture eats, sand or something, sand sandwiches. Yeah, a lot of sand. Surprisingly good seasoning. <laughs> you know, oh, you know what's. No, you know no, what's, I'm kidding. I, I, Mediterranean food and the Levante food, uh, I didn't even know like there was differences. I really only knew about Greek food. So like now, just excuse me, learning about. You mean Turkish food? Yeah, Let's not Turkey go there. Yeah, <laughs> in this podcast, Greek food does not exist. It is the food of the Turkish people, the great Turkish gotcha. people's cuisine. Yes. Yes, of course. But, of course. Uh, hmm. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the deep politics, guys. Let's talk about that Trump indictment because, honestly, I really don't give a shit too much about it. I don't think I much know, is going to happen from it. I that's want what's them funny to throw too. him in jail. Yeah. It feels like the biggest story ever. Like, it feels like, you know, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. I, it's honestly a struggle to even pay attention. Because, like, exactly. what, there were protests. He fucking flew. Ten people Ten people showed up. It's like, no, it's nobody gives a shit. It's not that interesting. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Who gives a shit? He should have, so they should have handcuffed him. Like, they should have. Yes. Like, if they would have made it like a movie where they busted in his door and arrested him. Oh, <laughs> yes. That would have been There's a body cam Content. footage of him. Yeah. There's a body cam going to Mar-a-Lago, like Zero Dark Thirty. We're going to go <laughs> in and get, we're going to go in and get Kingmaker. You know, going yeah. up the stairs, and, and then they kick down his door, and they see him eating McDonald's. You know, he's just eating a fucking cheeseburger. In his underwear. <laughs> like, in his, his underwear, underwear, he's got multiple... <laughs> 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 he's on the toilet, because he doesn't need a lot of fiber. So he's on the toilet, <laughs> in his just underwear, though, with the McDonald's. And they catch him, and it's on, like, you know, he's sitting in, like, low light, so they have, like, body cam footage of, like, dark yeah. light, you know, night vision. <laughs> and they're like, and he's arguing with them. He's like, and he's watching you? Shark and he's watching Shark Week. He's like, you're never gonna get yeah. the Donnie alive. And he throws Melania at the fucking secret. And he throws Melania at the FBI. And they go, he's like, here, out. take my wife. Do whatever you want to her. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Donnie's, Donnie's he's gonna like, make it out alive. He's like, my kids are in the other room. 
why don't you take my yeah. kids? They'll be more valuable to you. <laughs> oh my god. Then I would have oh my if we could have got something like that, I would have been more excited. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. And then and then maybe one of the, you know, special operators that arrested him smack him around a little bit. And like they say, like, he's got a black eye, and they're like, Oh, what happened? Oh, he fell. And then the body can't fit him. But it shows him, he's like, Ah, oh, what are you doing? I'm your president. And the guy just buds him with the back of the rifle and hits Trump in the fucking Face that would have yeah, been better. That would have that would have been good. And his and his oh handcuffed and like he's too fat, so his like pants keep falling down. So his like <laughs> ass cheeks are constantly hanging out of the pants uh, as they're like forcing him into the car. That would have wob- been much better. Wo- wobbling, wobbling. There's a shit strain coming out of his right leg, and they yeah. pat his head on the top of the cop car, so putting him in. <laughs> they're like, like, oops, a bunch of like the orange. The, a bunch of the orange, oh. uh, like, whatever spray tan that he has on his face. Is <laughs> streaking. Yeah, his whole room, oh, his whole room is just spray tan everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then one thing, uh. oh my god. Well, at least we got his weight. At least we got, we found out that our boy is a big, big boy. He's a, he's boy. a, he's a healthy boy. boy. He is a big boy. He is he's the a, big chungus. He's a, he's a thick boy with the, with the double C. Yes. How much does he weigh? I mean, what what was it? 270. Two seventy, I thought. That—that's impressive to be his age and weigh that much. I mean, he really—he's got to be doing. I don't think he drinks. I think that's the secret. No, you know, no, he doesn't. And he's—he's uh, he's pushing I, eighty. He's from German stock, you know. That's what he's from. He's from good German stock, apparently. Because how the fuck do you get into that weight and and don't get a heart attack? Well, he's got the best doctors, I guess, known to man. But yeah, apparently he's, he doesn't drink. And drinking, you know, is. Pretty, it's bad for you. Bad for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, drinking is something you shouldn't do. I just thought it was interesting because Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's, it's all. It's also. It's also haram. It's also haram. Yeah, and Trump really is haram. a very devout, you know, practicing Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. You know, he was pretty Our hyped that Ramadan, uh, Ramadan, Passover, and Easter all fell on the same day. He was pretty juiced yes. about that. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was interesting that Marjorie Taylor Greene showed up. Uh, and I guess, uh, you know, she was using, she was calling the mayor of New York City a thug. And I just love that word because, you know, I can hear the ER. Only used in one end. context. Yeah. It's only used in one specific scenario. You never hear that word, before, you know, for other yeah, things. Yeah, you see a bunch of white guys, like, robbing someone. It's like, oh, these bastards, these pieces of shit, white these trash. Wolves. But then when it's black people doing bad things, it's like, thug, thug 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 so i I thought that was kind of nice that she uh let that one rip but other than that to be honest i really didn't really care oh i i guess like the thing that's so funny is i saw a tweet that was like you know trump's lawyer uh like trump's lawyer to trump hey uh you know when you uh get arrested you know make sure you know keep quiet you know don't talk too don't say too much about the the judge and he's like this lying corrupt piece of shit judge who hated me from the very start a biden supporter and he's like showing pictures of their like names of his children (laughs) and the pictures of the fucking judge and everything to all his rabid fans and i just i wonder how that's gonna work because you know what are they gonna do hold him in contempt of court or do like a gag order you know, how are they going to enforce a gag order on Trump? He can't keep his mouth shut to save his life. So how the hell? It, and, you know, and you know, everything you're saying is so true. And what, and, and also, I think, I think what we should add is that not a lot of people showed up. You're talking about, you know, you really do get the impression that a lot of his most uh, zealous supporters are in jail or out, burned out after January you know, 6th. I mean, you, you, where's his diehard people? They're gone. The guy even went to Waco and basically said, Armageddon is happening. The Battle of Megiddo. You know, a good versus evil is going to happen in front of the, you know, uh, the apocalypse. You know, he, he basically like called in all the reinforcements that says, if they want to arrest me. I mean, we didn't even get the bikers who showed up to his fucking um, Mar-a-Lago and, uh, hotel and try to stop I, it. <clears throat> but I mean, he has multiple rallies. Yeah. Apparently the rallies outside of Mar a Mar- Lago were a lot bigger because it's just it's New York City. Okay. You're not gonna find a lot of Trump supporters in New York City. That place is filled with Democrats, people that hate Trump. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. New Yorkers did not really even like Trump before he ran for president. So you know, oh my god, was, uh, you, 
you just you just made me think about something. Maybe yeah, that's and why this is the only. Yeah, no, you're right, but maybe this is the only reason why we had an indictment in New York. I mean, we didn't get the indictment. No, he has he has an even more serious one in Georgia, which is a Georgia prosecutor uh, who I believe that's is the also only Democrat. real. Yeah, that's the only yeah. real charge. That one's that's like yeah, that one's bad because he really. Bad. I mean, Jesus! Like, imagine like someone's accused of crime and they got a recording of them talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I need you to find exactly eleven hundred and sixty-seven for whatever votes so immediately. Like yeah. any person listens to that, they're like, "Oh, I wonder what he meant." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That one, but why do you think they didn't do... I'm just putting my tinfoil hat here, okay? Why do you think they didn't do the indictment in Georgia? Because they didn't want too many good old boys showing up for the protest. I mean, that's Marjorie Taylor Crean country. I mean, that's where he his people can come out strong, you know? No one's going to fucking arrest him in Georgia, but in New York, you know, Southern District, uh, he, they, they, can, they can arrest him, and I think it's... He, he can't get his back up if they're going to yeah, do this I, I, kind of thing. I'm wondering if, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I to be honest, I think the Georgia one, they're trying to do a really good job on it, and they're hopefully just not going to bring it up until they got all the evidence and everything for it, because that one's really bad. Uh, but I thought it was funny, though. Uh, it, it was so inconsequential, but the video of Trump with the scowl on his face being brought into the courtroom and like the cop in front of him didn't hold the door for him and just let the door slam on yeah. his face. Yeah, you think that was a mistake? No, I think maybe it was on purpose. I don't know. It, it was such a thing. It doesn't actually matter, but it was just funny. It's like, man, they didn't even hold the door open for him. And he had to like, yeah. like use his whole shoulder. And he's like almost 80. He's not a young man. You know, you, but you we didn't even get the a door open for old people. I mean, we didn't really get anything too juicy. We didn't get a mugshot. We didn't get, um, you know, an orange jumpsuit. Nothing really fun. Apparently, he's just being charged with a misdemeanor, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I thought there was a felony. I, don't know. I, I really don't know that I really I'm really not paying as much attention as I should about this I just I you know it's just too many times shit like this happen that you think that it's just gonna move on and we're gonna stop talking about it in a month you know I hope I, I don't even think he can actually get a like he can get anything more than like um a fine for this for what he did in New York my understanding is that you can't get you can't get any jail time but I think he has a more serious charge which is actually like falsifying business records that one is a felony, but uh, the rest of his stuff is just a misdemeanor. Hmm. Um. I mean, I, I thought it had something to do with his campaign finance. Uh. You know yeah. that he used campaign funds to pay for Stormy Daniels. Uh. You know, having sex with her or whatever. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. You know. Good. Good luck to Trump. I hope. Uh. You know, free our man. I don't know. But I'm. I'm ready to move on. Uh. Do you. Uh. Do you think it's a good time to read that that article about our yeah. brave boys in blue? Yeah, I have a lot of uh, brave boys in blue articles. I mean, even Andrew Tate got arrested. I mean, and now he's uh, fr at least free pending an actual case. Uh, well, well, no, he's not free. He's on house arrest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> this is from the Business Insider. So the title of this article is Federal Agents Busted into the Wrong Hotel Room during a training exercise and held a Delta pilot handcuffed for nearly an hour. FBI agents and U.S. Army special operators busted into the wrong hotel room during a training exercise this week where they handcuffed and interrogated a pilot for nearly an hour before realizing he was the wrong person. Which I, th I think there's so much wrong already with listening to that article. I mean, one, one asks, how the fuck do you book a live training exercise in a hotel room and at the same time still allow guests to book rooms in the same floor? And that alone didn't raise any red flags. It, uh, it boggles the mind. And how the, I mean, what do you think 45 minutes, what do you think that interrogation entailed? I mean, so it it happened on te at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday, so oh, wow. it was just the middle of the week, you know, 10 p.m., <laughs> this fucking Delta pilot is sleeping in his hotel room, and I guess what happened was, is they had a training exercise, they opened the door, it's not the guy that they were told was going to be, like, the character that plays the bad guy, 
So immediately they put handcuffs on him, arrest him, barge into the room, drag him to the shower, and then interrogate him for 45 minutes until they realize, oh shit, we fucked up. This guy's just a Delta pilot. It's, it's like it, it. So like you're doing a training exercise. You're not going after fucking El Capone here. You're gonna know that if, if some if if you meet somebody else, the chances is he's gonna be. It's like the level of paranoia these people have that they think if somebody during a train a booked training like what do they think? Somebody's gonna be like, oh my god, the ATF, FBI, and special forces are doing a training exercise. This is a good time to infiltrate the country right in the middle of the training exercise. I mean, I don't understand how they can conceive. How could they so even conceive an in- <laughs> Yes, he's so pro- confused. <laughs> That's terrifying. I mean, just think. I mean, I mean, it's just it's such a clusterfuck. I mean, I just love the idea of him being a Delta pilot, and they're like, you know, because the version we get is PR'd up, you know, it's got every juicy detail removed from mm-hmm. it. So they said they handcuffed him immediately upon, like, opening the door and then, tra- like, moved him. They said, like, relocated him to the shower. Like, I can only imagine that they handcuffed him. They're yelling him. They're like, you Chinese bastard. What are you, working for the Iranians? The Russians? Yeah. Who are you working for? They turn on the shower, cold water. They're like, you like that? That's American cold freedom water That's running right. down yes. your face. And they're smacking him around. And he's like, please, please. I'm just a Delta pilot. Look at my bag. It has my life and everything and they're like oh this cheap shit you think they can't just mass produce these in china you think we're that stupid they keep smacking around he's like please i have to fly an airplane tomorrow please i just need sleep i'm not i'm not doing anything and just fully kitted out you know this guy's still dazed from the flashbang or whatever they threw in the room he's still like recoiling and they're all kitted out in full you know fatigues you know camouflage ar-15s all of the tactical stuff you know they got ray-bans you know black sunglasses um and they're just smacking him around waterboarding him in his hotel room the FBI stops halfway and they're like, listen, we can't go any more intense than this. Otherwise, we'll get into trouble. It's like, don't worry, we got U.S. Special Forces here. They don't have jurisdiction here. They can do whatever they want. They're like, leave it to us. You know, yeah, they're they, like, turn they, off the body cameras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got it. You know, hoorah. It's, it's just it's just such a fuck up. You know, uh, I feel sorry for the guy. It's, it, it's, it's, it's fine. I just don't understand how the fuck this happened. Because what? Like... You know, the special forces, they call up and, you know, they're like, I'm Agent Doogie Hauser, Special Agent Doogie Hauser, and we got Delta Force coming in. You know, they, yeah. they would like to do a training exercise to defend your freedom and protect America from our, our enemies, foreign and domestic. Uh, you know, we're going to book the whole room, uh, whole floor or something. We're going to be running around. And it's like the airport gear. Hilton. It's like the airport yeah. Hilton, just a, a normal, you know, they, they wanted to book it because they got a special on the cafeteria, you know, food that, you know, they did a group special, the ATF and the FBI and all these people. And, and then these people in the hotel, they pick up the phone, they book these people. And then they're like, okay, we're still going to book people on the 40th floor. During <laughs> a live exercise. We're still, yeah, we're still going to book people. <laughs> yeah. Please Ignore the flashbangs and the men, uh, you know, with heavily armored, armed men. I love, uh, yeah, I love when I'm going to get my fucking continental breakfast in the morning, and an ATF kitted soldier, you know, throws a flashbang in the hallway and a smoke grenade and zip ties my fucking day, man. (laughs) It is. It gets the day. I just, you know, I just don't. It's 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 too funny. They take like a cheese Danish and they're like, "All right, we're gonna do a bomb disfusal exercise." And they throw the cheese Danish in in the middle of the room, and they're like, "All right, everybody, there's a bomb in this room." They secure the area. Uh, I mean, I uh, I can't wait to see how fucking this guy's gonna get generational wealth. This uh, Delta pilot, he's gonna have, he's gonna, he, this is, he's gonna have a dynasty in the future. And be like <laughs> yeah. our grandpappy was yeah. able to secure, you know, a settlement Multiple from the U.S. Lawsuit. government yeah. and the hotel for, for, the, for the crimes against humanity they committed on him. He fought for their freedoms, and this is why we we ask you to not support the state tax because and, our and that's how we're able that. 
that's how we were able to purchase every jet ski rental all across America <laughs> and then yeah. become the barons of jet skis and uh, and fishing uh, fishing licensing uh, training yeah. uh, places. Exactly. I mean, I mean, we have a lot of funny shit. We also have. Uh, you also see the Republicans. Uh, this uh, the Republicans trying. I mean, you saw what happened in Tennessee when they like expelled two lawmakers from so, the state senate. Yeah. Yeah, so there are three Democratic lawmakers, you know, after that mass shooting, um, there was uh, at that that school mass shooting. I know there have been so many school mass shootings, but, you know, one one of them. And there are three Democrat lawmakers that were participating in protests, and they ended up arresting them. It was one older white woman and two younger black men who were in the state Congress, and they ended up kicking out the two young black men, but not the white woman. And I wonder why. That's so strange how that happens like that. Yeah. On its face, it looks like, you know, obviously, it looks like they're being racist. But it's like, why did they, why did they do it? Like, it, my, my only thought is that they knew that it would make them look racist. And they did it anyways to kind of say, signal, like, yeah, this is the side we're on. We don't give a shit. We do whatever we want. Because I, I can't think of any other explanation for why they would think this is a good even idea. Why, even why, exactly, even why expel them. It's like they did anything that was, it's, it's a, first of all, I'm surprised you can. I mean, I don't know, Tennessee state constitution, but the idea that you can just dismiss the opposition party and have them run a special election is is insane. I don't, I, I'm surprised I love, it's not been abused more. I love it because one of the conservative uh, state senator, uh, state congress members, he uh, got in trouble <clears throat> in the past because his lover, he was over-prescribing her opiates or something like that. And his lover is actually his second cousin, too. What's more Tennessee yeah, than that? Yeah, boy, that's the most mm-hmm. Tennessee thing I've no, ever heard. No, but yeah, nobody's, fuck, nobody's having sex with my cousin until I, until I get first dibs on her first. I saw her before all you men. So, yeah, I, I think, pretty, I mean... We have that, and we also have that Clarence Thomas story that came out. Uh, this is really fucking funny because uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, you know, he did that. Whole, the, there's that very infamous video of him coming out where he's saying, "I'm not a fancy person. I love being, you know, ordinary. I love a Walmart parking lot as much as the next person. You know, people like fancy people <laughs> want to go to Europe." Fancy people want to go to beaches. I much prefer going to trailer parks. People in trailer fucking parks don't prefer to go to trailer parks. Like, what yeah. the fuck is he saying? <laughs> yeah, people nobody to... likes Walmart parking lots. Like, that's yeah. how, like, uh, separated he is, is that he, like, heard or is, like, vaguely aware that, like, oh, what do poor people do? They, like, they fight in Walmart parking Walmart. lots or something. I've seen these videos on TikTok. <laughs> You know, on the Tic Tacs, I see these Walmart fighting videos, and I guess that's what poor people do. And yes, yeah. it's like I like the poor people things. I don't like rich people things. I am just like you, unlike these other elites. You know, I think like you and have values like you. And then while they find out that what he's actually doing in his spare time is being brought around the world in a private jet by a billionaire and selling around a private a luxury cruise. Uh, luxury yacht. yacht. It was a yacht. Super yeah. yacht. Super yacht. You know, around the world, uh, just you know, f- uh, hanging out with like in Thailand for weeks on end on this exact. You know, <laughs> well, that, you know that's to be fair. That's what you find in Walmart parking lots too. You find super yachts by Texan billionaires who are who have Nazi collections in their backyard. A memorabilia <laughs> yeah. in their backyard. And, and, and I love it because does, all the photos yeah. of him. No, he does, and uh, I love it because all the photos of Clarence Thomas is like he sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like this and nice... He's so happy. Wh- yeah. not, it's not a white family. It's a nice southern white family. There's this nice southern white family. Pastiest white people you ever met your entire life. And then, boom, there's Clarence Thomas. Smiling <laughs> with a fat cigar, you know, uh, with some uh, international workers on the super yacht well, around he, him. He smokes a cigar because of how much he loves the working man, just like Castro. You know, that's that's why he's a big fan of the cigar. 
Ooh, he's inspired by Fidel Castro. Is that yes, that's yes, what, yes? That's what Clarence Thomas said. Oh, nice. Yes, nice. that's why he likes sailing all those boats. And, he wants to get to. And Cuba. I guess the I guess the issue with this is that you're supposed to uh, report. You're allowed to t- accept gifts and go on trips, but you have to report it as a Supreme Court. Yeah, justice. he stopped reporting. Yeah, he stopped and reporting. He, and I guess that's the issue is he's gotten so, uh, lavish gifts from this billionaire. And also went on many trips with him and was not reporting it the way that he's supposed to. And his argument and was, and how, how are we realize... finding out about this now? Shouldn't I mean like why now? I think it was originally sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think like you were about to say he was. I want to hear what you're going to say, but I also know that he, you know, he, this was reported back in 2009, I believe. I just, I guess we forgot. Um, I mean, I don't know when it was first reported. I, I only heard about it now. Uh, I think it only came about came out now. Uh, that he was not reporting it properly or something like that. And it's just funny because it's like Clarence Thomas, you know, he also had his, like, wife, Ginny, you know. You know, nobody, uh, nobody's as special as his beautiful Ginny and uh, Ginny Thomas. And Ginny Thomas is, like, a QAnon supporter. She was, like, in favor of the Capitol riot. And, like, it seemed to have a conflict of interest for him if your wife is, you know very supportive of weird QAnon conspiracies uh, when you're making decisions that would affect those same people. So Clarence Thomas, though, it's just amazing. He, like, hates human beings and hates life so much. He's, like, made it a mission that he wants to make the world as worse and terrible as possible before he dies and leaves it. He wants to leave it as horrible and bad for people as much as possible because he, like, hates people so much and he hates he really hates women and i remember there's a statement from clarence thomas where he made some mentions when he was younger about how black men should never ever date or marry white women and then you know he met a white woman that he loved and suddenly it became you know okay much like other conservatives when they have issues uh you know it's never really something uh that they should think about or change unless it affects them directly so suddenly when clarence thomas is uh, ma- getting married to a white woman, he changes his tune that, oh, maybe, you know, we should allow interracial marriage. And maybe, and I also found it funny how that was the one thing when he was talking about, uh, you know, getting rid of the uh, Civil Rights Act or w- one of the things that basically protected interracial marriages, gay marriage, whatever. You know, he mentioned all those different protections, but he failed to mention interracial marriage in his response because he's in an interracial marriage. And he wants to protect his marriage. But, you know, all the other ones he doesn't really care about because they don't affect him directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems, you see that with a lot of people who are uh, a little bit conservative. It feels like they don't really... It's like it's, I have a lot of conservative friends uh, who are very similar. Like, I try to talk to them about issues. But unless they experience it like directly... They don't seem to understand it. You know, it's like if I'm not experiencing, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. As soon as I experience it, now it's the most important fucking thing we have to, you know, deal with right now at this instant. As if you don't see beyond, you know, uh, your own. Um, what well, was it, Dick Cheney, uh, who, you know, he was anti gay and the Republican Party was anti gay, but once his daughter came out as a lesbian, yeah. he suddenly, like, you know, I uh, don't think. Uh, gay marriage is uh such a terrible thing as it uh you know i've said in the past and it's like oh okay awesome like it's always with these republican guys that they don't give a fuck about an issue until you know uh, unless it affects them directly then suddenly oh it's actually very important well look at boehner he's now supporting marijuana like a legislation (laughs) yeah you know you know it's just strangely after he leaves office he gets into marijuana legislation and he gets really big into the marijuana game now he's all for a federal you know lifting of marijuana restrictions but while he was in office i don't think he voted for any of that i mean obama too you know there's there's this inability to put yourself in other people's shoes pretty much yeah which i think a lot of us yeah, they they lack that ability, that empathy, uh, you know, ability the most. Uh, I, you know, it's like, listen, Obama didn't realize uh, Obama, you know, was never supported gay marriage until he started feeling a little gay, and then he also uh, started supporting gay marriage. Oh, did he? Yeah, you know, actually, Obama, actually, he can argue that he maybe is the first bi president we've ever had. 
Um, really, I, I've not heard this. Uh, I, yeah, I, I remember I, there was a, a Republican who had said he explained being gay uh, is like, you know, it's like candy or dr- it's like, no, it's like alcoholism. It's like, you know, you want to have gay sex, but you just can't. And it's like, yeah. uh, sir, not all of us feel that way, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't feel that way. So yeah. if, you, if you view being gay like being an alcoholic, you might just be a gay man so oh. i always find it funny that there are a lot of conservative gay men that That's are politicians i know that, you see a lubed up man like, at the gym and you just want to get in that you want to get in there but like, no you, you must tell it no you have to yeah. tell yourself no because it's it's not right it's not right no matter how badly you want to slather that man in oil yeah. and <laughs> ravage your body you guys remember that? like yeah. no woman could ever Ravage because a man knows a man's body like a man, and a man knows what a man wants. (laughs) Mama always said, Kissing boys ain't you know, kissing boys is fine and dandy until you know he gets too far. So I don't kiss no men anymore since I was a kid, but I sure, I sure understand it. But no, but Obama, listen, when Obama was younger, yeah, sorry, Mark. So I just was saying, do you guys remember the Republican politician that was super anti-gay and then he was caught in an airport bathroom giving... Uh, yeah, we've drugs? mentioned that story so many times so on this funny. podcast. It's That's so good, funny. though. That's so good. Yeah, it's so funny. He's like, I but, didn't want to be a statistic. You know, he offered to what's blow going the on eye. With, <laughs> he offered to what's blow going the FBI agent to the bathroom. <laughs> and then he says, uh, when they asked him, why did you offer to blow the FBI agent? And he's like, I didn't want to be a statistic. You know, like he said, like, oh, the guy was going to beat me up if I didn't. He's like, oh, I'll blow you instead. Just don't beat me up, tough, tough, scary guy. And, and the officer was an African-American, too, just by the way. So oh, he loves the he, BBC. He's a BBC journalist, basically. He is a BBC journalist. He, he's, he's an award-winning BBC journalist, actually. Multiple Pulitzer Prizes in the BBC, actually. Imagine he went, but, like, uh, imagine he went like, no, no, my real plan was to bite it so I can run away. You know? <laughs> but only after I go real deep. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, my God. It was, yeah. But, but you know, Obama, when he was young, there is a, there's this book that this journalist wrote about Obama. It is so intrusive and invasive. This journalist spent 10 years going through every single fact of Obama. I read the book. It's so invasive. Oh. I feel like I know I know how Obama thinks. I know every detail about his life. Okay? It's it's so invasive. Journalist basically finishes this book and says, "Ah, Obama is kind of empty." Like, you know, as a personality. But one part that was funny is that when he was really young, when he was about in his 20s, he was saying, you know, I actually could be gay, but I think it's better politically if I like woman. So I'm going to choose to like woman. Really? He says that. Yeah. Yeah. He has a, he has a, he has a quote, something like that about, you know. He just wants to decide. He has a, he has a bunch of really, he does a lot of really prag he has a lot of really pragmatic takes on his politics that he only kind of takes because he thinks it's uh, it's beneficial to him even if he doesn't believe in it. That's what's very interesting about reading the book too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think with Obama there was there wasn't really a huge difference in the actual like policies and actions that went down in in things like uh, foreign affairs and other stuff. But you could That's say fair. he tried People, to do Ob- Obamacare and all that stuff. That's like the real difference, maybe. But, but Obama, Obamacare really was Romneycare, you know. It's an extension of that. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. You know, no, what you're saying is true. I think it's fair when people say that Obama was a third Bush term. That's kind of what Obama was. was yeah, everything increased. Like all the drone strikes and everything just went up and everything exactly. was Exactly. He didn't get, I don't think he got the tax cuts, really. He didn't do any of the actual things. Uh, yeah, because, and he wanted to. He he wanted to run as a center-right uh, politician. You know, like, if you really read this book about Obama, his, that's kind of, he, he was basically more radical his whole life, and then he went to law school, and he had a libertarian uh. professor, and he just loved the libertarian professor, because that guy just absolutely made him look at business solutions for all these social ills that long that he used to believe oh we need to you know, revolutionize the system we need to radicalize the system <clears throat> went to law school had a libertarian professor libertarian professor he's like you can do uh, business solutions 
And Obama would just adore this professor because this professor liked Obama too and thought Obama was wise. Because Obama would always fucking uh, like saying, hey folks, how about we actually listen to the other side too? Maybe they have some solutions. And because of that, he, um, his law professor loved him. And he brought that over to when he went to state to his state senate. You know, he really didn't do much of legislation. He really didn't do much. But he, his favorite thing was a, was appearing to reach uh, across the aisle and try to at least uh, placate the even, Republican side. That's what his even though it didn't work at all during his presidency. Didn't work at all. No, it worked getting him to office. It worked and making him sense. He's like, oh, he made. He looked very sensible to liberals because liberals looked at him and kind of made the thing that oh, he can. Um, uh, oh, I think they lost Amar. But uh, liberals kind of liked him because they basically uh, came under the impression that, oh, he can reach across the aisle. That's why we like him. But, you, you know, we can find compromises to all our policy issues. But the thing is, when he got into Congress, what did he find out? Those Republicans, they don't want to fucking compromise. They want him to submit, bow, and destroy him. There is absolutely nothing. His whole idea is, I need to compromise with Republicans to reach across the aisle useless once you go into federal government. Those people do not want to compromise with you. They do not give a shit about your policies, you know. And then he became like a headless chicken when he was in office. That was the only... He doesn't have any experience in the Senate. He didn't have any experience in the House. He didn't even have too much spirit in the uh, State Assembly. He literally had no experience. So what was he going to do in Congress or in the Senate when he got there and he has really no experience other than saying, hey, folks, let's listen to the other side. That's the only gimmick he does so when he got when he became president he didn't know what he didn't know how to wield power unlike biden okay and lbj it's like it's like the best way to look at obama is the same way we looked at kennedy young energetic youthful this guy gets into the presidency and you know people love him but he can't do anything he dies in this case you know obama you know wins you know wins two terms and then and LBJ gets in charge, and LBJ starts passing the New Deal. The guy passes more legislation than like any other president, maybe maybe except for FDR, but FDR had like four terms. But LBJ was so successful, and the reason why LBJ was so successful is that motherfucker has been in Senate for decades. You know, he know he knew how to pull every single lever. He knew how to do all the shit. Same thing with Biden. He is so much more successful in a policy front than um. Obama ever was so you know and it's unfortunate to have this conversation that people who aren't such policy wonks um you know people that care about the laws and the bills that are passed because you know I know a lot of people that still idolize Obama but unfortunately Obama was actually was pretty bad as a you know Democrat even you know even as a Democrat even if you're not as uh you know left-wing as you know people you know, some of the progressives, he still wasn't so good, even as a moderate Democrat, because he really didn't pass very much. Obamacare has been getting stripped uh, every day since he left office. Um, but Biden, you know, maybe it's either Biden, but Biden's head, you know, his brain doesn't work as well as it used to. So it's, maybe it's not Biden, maybe it's his team, but something in the Biden administration, they know how to get some of these bills passed. They know yeah. how to put their thumbs on the right people. They know how to offer the treats and the carrots to the right people uh, to get certain bills. And that's why, you know, Biden's passed quite a lot of bills. He's actually done, I'm very shocked, I'm kind of shocked with uh, some of the stuff he's passed, like the student loan uh, uh, changes that he made that are so yeah, that's gonna affect that, us all. Yeah, yeah, you only have to pay a maximum of five percent of your discretionary spending. So that means after that's all amazing. your bills, basically, you only have to pay five percent of what's left that's over. Like, after you that pay is for your nothing. He basically he even if the Supreme Court doesn't reject the twenty k or the ten k, you basically have a path to free university that this guy created for us. You need to pay 5% of discretionary income for 10 years and then they forgive your debt in some cases. That is fucking huge. He may have just forgiven student fucking loans for every single American. You know, we need to see how it plays out, of course. But right now on paper, if you're reading the law, executive order, it seems that he's just fucking forgave, you know, secretly behind... We are never... I don't even think he intended to do that. It's so fucking outlandish. 
I mean, listen, I think there is some, there is a conversation that's happening that basically there is a whole age cohort in or, uh, that needs to start accumulating wealth for, for the functioning of society to continue. You know, and student loans is a huge tax and a huge uh, anchor on young people moving forward and getting families that I think, you know, and a lot of a, a lot of old people need to retire. Uh, boomers need to retire and they can't because they can't sell their houses and they can't sell their houses because too many young people are in student loan debt. So this freeze may do an injection into the real estate market, which has been slowing down in recent years. I mean, the re- you know, I mean, look, Fed lower the interest rates, the banks are collapsing, uh, housing prices are going down. Uh, you know, interest rates are going up. We're, we're in a fucking hell. We're fucking in a spiral right now, economically speaking. So it's, you know, how do you fix this? It's very complicated. Yeah, and it's very frustrating to hear the argument. Like, for example, Dave Ramsey is a very popular finance group. He's probably one of the most famous uh, financial, uh, you know, uh, gurus that gives you, you know, actionable. Some A lot of his advice is pretty good. Um, you know, basically telling people how to get rid of their debt and all this stuff. I disagree with some of the stuff he says, but, you know, he gives a lot of good financial advice. And it's very frustrating because he is very conservative. So he often mixes conservative politics which with his own financial advice. So it's just very frustrating. He's, you know, made a comment about, oh, you know, when you take a loan, you got to pay it off. You know, don't, you know, we can't be forgiven these student loans. And it's just frustrating because it's like we give billions of dollars to corporations and companies all the time. We just bailed out a bunch more bank, a couple more banks just now. And like the people that complain about the student loans do not seem to take that same energy about the big, wealthy, powerful people. You would think that bailing out very wealthy, powerful people with lots of money would be worse than bailing out people that don't have lots of money. But it seems to me that they're much more concerned about punishing the undeserving poor people, the dredges of society, than they are at holding the powerful and wealthy people accountable and, you know, not giving them a free ride. You know, the welfare queens on the bottom of society are much, (coughs) much more deserving of getting the boot and being punished than the most powerful people on the top deserve. And you, I think I think it's interesting. There's that, uh, you know. Uh, I think that's exactly true. I completely agree with you. Uh, you couldn't have said better. Uh, I do. There's this other article I think that was really funny. Uh, we should talk about a bit because a lot. Uh, it's been making the rounds about this lady uh, who was working for Facebook Meta, and she was being paid one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Um, <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Uh, she was. Yeah, she I'm was fine. Paying- I just. Yeah. Oh, we lost you. We lost you. Can't hear you. Let's see. <coughs> yeah, I can't hear you, buddy. But we'll, we'll, as Anthony tries to fix his uh, audio right now, oh God, uh, I think I think we lost Anthony Amar. But this lady Amar, she was being paid. Oh, I, I think I should days. be back. There you go. Yeah, it was yeah. getting paid one hundred and ninety thousand dollars <laughs> to be a recruiter for Facebook. Okay, and she spent a whole year in Facebook in Meta, and she did nothing. She had one assignment in a year, and then she, (laughs) yeah, hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Okay, and she there was a whole bunch of people just like her. She was just one of many, 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 many people, and one assignment, and then one of them. After uh, during the end, after the year was about to complete, they got into their social media. Uh, they got into TikTok and they made a video saying, I just worked in, you know, people say like, you people want to know what it's like working at Facebook. She's like, I'll tell you what it's like working on Facebook. I worked there for a whole year and I did one assignment. They canned her ass right away, you know, as soon as that happened. Yeah. Because they're like, shut the fuck up, you know. You're not supposed to be telling everybody that you're essentially doing nothing and getting paid in a lot of these big companies. There's a lot of people in these big companies making multiple six-figure salaries that are doing nothing with their nothing, time. Nothing, yeah. Nothing. They're just getting paid an obscene amount of money to do nothing. I think we can all, we all should go back and uh, dig up David Greber and thank him for writing bullshit jobs because he's absolutely right. There's a lot of these bullshit jobs. Agreed. Dig him up? Like the book? I thought When you no, said dig dead. him up, I... I 
I know. That's why I, that's why I raised yeah. my eyebrow because you're like, oh, dig him up like from his grave and like yeah, we gotta raise him, him, yeah, and we gotta reanimate everything. But oh, no, I mean, goodness. come on, yeah, this doesn't yeah. surprise me. What? Well, it's just so funny because it's like. Uh, you know, we're told, oh, if you work hard and, you know, you're diligent, you know, you can make a lot of money. We'll make a lot of money. And we keep find, finding that a lot of these people that make so much more, you know, upper middle class salaries, sometimes, often, they're doing nothing. And the person nothing. that makes, five, you know, no no money being a janitor or working in the service industry, being like a waitress or something like that, they make peanuts, and they're working their asses off. They're working two jobs. They're working 60, 70 hours a week. Meanwhile, we got people working at Facebook getting paid almost 200K a year, and they're doing nothing. And uh, Yeah. I and could... it, no, it is 200K. It's 109 base, and let's talk about bonuses and benefits. Uh, if you add those all up, she's probably getting a two fifty to $300,000 cash transfer to her. And let's. And you're exactly right. While she's there, and I'm not, not putting anything against her. I'm not blaming her. I'm blaming the system. While she's there, okay, I mean, I mean, listen, if you're making 300K and not doing anything, thank God, love your job, be happy, okay, good I for know, you. I can only imagine what yeah. her co-workers were like, just shut like, the fuck up, shut yeah. the fuck up, you're <laughs> really, don't be, well, I'm I diamond on league this year, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I fucking reached the max level on Clash of Clans, shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the Grubhub driver that's delivering the food for them to go sit and not do anything that person is working lyft working grubhub working uber fucking you know doing side gig side he's watching these you gotta hustle you know tiktok videos you gotta have that hustle energy you gotta push it and these people are just sitting in a chair making 300k a year not doing anything you know i mean a lot of the articles trying I, I, to give sorry go ahead I was just going to say, I can only imagine what she was actually doing is, you know, she would just go to the mandatory meetings, do whatever trainings they offer. And that's basically all her entire job was, was just like, yeah. oh, we need you to uh, attend this monthly meeting at times. And hey, we need you to take this uh, updated sexual harassment, uh, you know, training uh, just because oh, somebody got caught. We had to pay a fat <laughs> settlement. So please, yeah. guys, remember, <laughs> keep your hands oh. to yourself. It reminds me of the other story where this guy was making $600,000 a year. And what he essentially did was worked in two of these tech jobs at the same time. So he never really had to do anything when he was working on the tech shop. He would just tell people uh, anytime they would ask him to do something. Like, I don't know how to prioritize this with everything else I have. And they're like, ooh, he's so busy. He doesn't know how to prioritize this with everything else he has. And he would go and he would join. He would be part of two companies at the same time. So in the so he would do a Zoom meeting where he would put one screen on one meeting and put the other screen on one meeting and meet them both and be present in two meetings at the same time. He paid back his student loans. He bought an expensive house. He started printing money for his kid's retirement. He, he's been working two or three jobs. And there's a lot of people just like that. I've heard, I've seen uh, like YouTubers talk about how like uh, telling, like teaching you how to get away with working two jobs remotely. That's where it comes from. Yeah, exactly. Which of course I'm not against. I mean, you know, whatever, as long as it's legal, you know, you know, who cares? But it's just, it's the fact that this economy is that we're asking so, we're asking so, so many people to toil so hard in backbreaking warehouses and jobs and crushing them. And, we, and listen, it would be much more economically feasible for a society instead of giving this money to Facebook to give this girl $200,000 a year. Just give her $200,000 a year and say, go do whatever you want with your life. Go make some tchotchkes and some paintings. You know, learn how to uh, surf. You know, just go have fun. But this is colossal waste of human life. We should be taxing the excess profits of these companies and investing that money into our societies. Not not fucking me. Not fucking uh, just you know Mark Zuckerberg should justify his stock going up and he's 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 fighting against the CEO of Microsoft. So they're just increasing their head count as a vanity project to see who has the most staff. Like we don't need to do that. Just uh, tax the profits, invest it back into the fucking economy. It's it's ridiculous. And by the way, there's probably much more jobs just like this. There's probably, you know, hundreds of thousands Dude, of jobs is, just like this. These, these companies I, I mean, are I remember so talking that, to... Uh, like, I was saying, this, these companies are so big, it's very easy to get lost in the bureaucracy and not know who does what and who's doing actually, like, which 
which work, if this person is needed or not. And all that crazy shit. Like, yeah, I have a I lot got of a story to back that up. Uh, in my job, um, <clears throat> I don't want to reveal who, but I was talking to a partner of ours from another very large name brand company that's well known. And I remember this person that I was talking to told me their brother was actually working a job making six figs. And a manager got hired, new, got fired, or the old manager got fired, a new manager got hired. And this guy's bro, this person's brother just disappeared. Like they did, nobody was sure who was their manager. And this guy just sat in the closet for several years, making six figs, doing nothing at all because nobody was quite certain. Of who was supposed to answer yeah, to yeah, it. a lot yeah. of these stories. Yeah, no, that happens all the time. Like you're assigned to this project group, and you think you're going to be working all the time, and then what they do is they just fire. You know, the supervisor, he gets promoted. Yeah, they, never lay off. they lay or off. they off, lay off the supervisor. Yeah, <laughs> and they leave the whole team. Yeah, and the team's like all. asking a HR. They're like, please. Because, you know, a lot of people are like that. They're good. They're nice people. Yeah. They're like, please, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I want to keep working here. And then the HR is like, oh, just, you know, speak with you know, your manager or whatever. And they're like, I don't have a manager. They're like, oh, no, no, no. Just reach out to your manager. This is a managerial oh, question. Oh, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to yeah. you, you know. Uh, we're, planning the, we're planning the HR conference in Honolulu this year. So after that, we can get we can get back yeah. to you. And then these people are just showing up to an office every single day, just sitting down and like... With no tasks. Know, for, for like year. And by the way, it's so fucking common. It's, it's so common things like that happen. You know, it's just like, just get these people money. Let them stay home. They don't need to be buying gas and driving to the office and destroying the environment. You know, just fucking let them go. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's like so much, it's just wasting so much of society's resources. To be, you know, it's like that old joke by a Milton, I know we're going to close up soon, but that old joke by, was it Thomas Friedman? Where he says... He went to China once and he saw a bunch of Chinese workers digging, um, you know, he, uh, he saw a bunch of Chinese workers getting a shovel, digging, digging, digging holes in the ground. And they're all digging holes. And out, so one worker would dig a hole and the other worker would fill it up. Then one worker would dig a hole and the other worker would fill it up. And then the guy asked the supervisor, what's going on here? This seems so pointless. Why are they digging and filling holes? And the person said, oh, for full employment. He's like, oh, then why don't they use spoons? You know, he's like, oh, so, you know, like, I got this and I got them. But we do the same thing here. There's so the thing is our technology is so fucking productive. One fucking tractor can do a job of 10,000 farmers. We don't need 10,000 farmers. So we have to just make up jobs. You know, one Excel sheet takes up the productivity of an entire department that we used to have. One fucking accounting software can do what a whole entire accounting department did in a month and two seconds. You know, now we have AI writing emails for us and fucking doing... This is like a productivity increase that we don't even know what to do with. We're already too productive as a society, yet we're still working more and more, even though our productivity... Uh, you know, <laughs> capacity is going up and up. We just don't yeah. need this extra. I, I fully automated my job with Chat GPT, and uh, you know, I don't even do anything in my office anymore. And, well, and uh, that's what happened. And, and by the way, sorry, yeah, sorry, but you just big, big. I work thing. very hard, actually. But <laughs> the same, if, the if same thing here. Please don't fire same, Anthony. He works hard. Yes, yeah, so, uh, the, 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 the 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 same thing here is it's the reason why these people don't want. I mean. Sorry, it's it's the reason why the Fed's increasing the interest rate because they're trying to get these people to they want to get a lot of these people to lose jobs so they can go into the Amazon warehouses they can you know they can become truckers they can stop taking up so much of society's resources uh, and which is increasing which is crazy uh, inflation so what they want to do is get a lot of these people fired uh, quote unquote loosen up the labor market okay so there'll be less demand on resources and inflation will go down. And they're and they're hoping some of these people will trans will transfer into jobs that actually need to be done, such as Uber drivers, uh, school teachers, you know, gas station attendants, all the jobs Pod, that we podcast logo designers. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're crashing the economy. They're trying to fix this, and the, and the problem is they tried, and as soon as they started crashing the economy, apparently these banks started collapsing because they're all addicted to cheap money. So the, the fucking federal government started freaking out and saying, oh, God, we got to put the money back in that we took out. They took out $2 trillion and they had to re-inject a couple hundred billion because of this. So the money supply is back up. 
Well, with the shrinking money supply, may that shrinking money that's, supply not shrink your topic. not shrink your uh, devotion and commitment to the big brain chungus. Listeners, don't let it shrink your attention span to listen. Anyways, we're going to end it here. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, please follow us on our Twitter. If it's still around, if it's still, if, if it's not gone bankrupt, at Real Big Brain. 